Hello and welcome to Unity Presbyterian Church Online. This week in worship, Pastor Dana continues our series on questions with the question of why do we do mission work? Does it really make a difference anyway? Let's listen. Well, today we are continuing on in our summer sermon series about questions. And our question today surrounds the topic of mission which is very appropriate because Reverend Gamble is here from Ukraine talking to us about his mission efforts. And also we just completed a mission trip here at Unity to the United Kingdom. So it's a very timely question for us to address this morning. So the specific question is why do we do mission work? And does it actually have an effect on us or an effect on the world? And that is a great question. Why do we spend so much time and effort and energy doing mission work around the world? Are we just laboring away in vain? Or does it actually affect change in our world? And before I dive into that question and start to answer that, I would like for us to spend a little bit of time really understanding what this word mission actually means and what it encompasses. This word mission is a pretty broad term. It encompasses a lot. For instance, when I say that I'm going on a mission trip to the United Kingdom, that means something vastly different than when Reverend Gamble talks about his mission work. So I would like to spend some time parsing out and conceptualizing what this word mission entails. To start with, there are two different durations of mission trips. There are long-term mission trips. There are short-term mission trips. Long-term mission trips, spend, they span months and even years. Long-term missionaries, they dedicate their lives to the communities that they're serving, striving to integrate themselves into that particularly, particular community that they're living in. That is what Reverend Gamble has been doing over in Ukraine. That is what we're going to hear about a little bit more in our luncheon. The other type of mission trip is a short-term mission trip. Short-term missionaries, they spend anywhere from a couple days up to 14 days in a particular place, dedicated, dedicating their time and their energy to one project. And then they leave and they come home. This is the type of mission trip that we just completed here at Unity. Now, a person can be involved in domestic mission work or international mission work. Domestic or stateside missionaries, they work in the U.S., oftentimes in shelters, soup kitchens, health clinics, other organizations or places that fulfill the needs of a disadvantaged community. Missionaries address these issues while also putting their faith into action. Missionaries who work in other countries or international mission workers, they work outside of the U.S., They have a similar set of responsibilities, though they must contend with different cultural practices. They have to overcome language barriers. Foreign missionaries live in and learn the culture of a community in order to better meet their needs and to share the gospel more effectively. So this word mission work or mission, it entails different durations of time. It means going to different locations. There's also three different types of a mission trip that a person can participate in. There's learning mission trips, there's service mission trips, and there's encouragement mission trips. Now, oftentimes we just hear about the service mission trips, right? Those are the most common ones. 
A service mission trip is when someone takes a short-term mission trip to a particular place and works in that community, maybe building houses, serving um, in a soup kitchen, or working with an oppressed population. Typically, a service mission trip is a lot of sweat labor. Another type of mission trip is a learning mission trip. This is when someone enters a cross-cultural setting, ready to enter the history, the context, the struggles, as well as the joys that are present in that particular part of the world. A person enters this part of the world ready to learn and grow and to personally connect with the people living there. The third type of mission trip is an encouragement mission trip. This is when someone goes to a particular place to visit a long-term mission partner, ready to pour praise and affirmation into that individual that has dedicated their life to serving in that community. One source stated it this way. They said, encouragement mission trips are short-term experiences when you encourage others who are serving full-time. Those who go provide much more than just labor or resources. They work to build up local organizations and ministries, providing an infusion of life to leaders who are reaching out to their communities year-round. So we've gone over this broad-term mission work, and now that we have kind of dove into that a little bit, it's a pop quiz time for you. So pop quiz, who knows what type of mission trip we just completed here at Unity? I hear service, learning, Encourage. So we do have some correct answers in here. We nailed all three types of mission trips, but the, it was an encouragement mission trip and it was a learning mission trip. We learned so much about England, the Church of England, the Presbyterian influence there. We learned so much about our mission partner, Tom Harvey, and the good work that he's doing at Oxford Center for Mission Studies and we were also there to encourage Tom and the PhD students that were there to provide this infusion of life for them. So now the bigger question for us to address this morning, do, why do we even do mission work? And does it have an effect? Does it affect us? Does it affect the world? Well, we do mission work because the entire Bible is about mission. It's about God's mission and ours. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, we see a God who is constantly in motion, creating, destroying, rebuilding, working with his people, molding and shaping his people and his creation over and over again. Missions was God's original plan for the Garden of Eden. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, it says, And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Adam and Eve were meant to expand the kingdom of God. And after their fall into sin, even though the world changed, God's vision didn't change. And that's why he renewed his vision through Abraham. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, it says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you 
all of the families of the earth shall be blessed. God's plan was to work through Abraham so that Abraham could fulfill God's vision and his mission for this world and for his people. We see mission work continue into the New Testament with the Apostle Paul, who ceaselessly labored. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9, it says, For you remember, brothers, our labor and toil. We worked night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you while we proclaim to you the gospel of God. There are hundreds and hundreds of more Bible verses I could share with you this morning. Verses that highlight how our God is always on a mission, how God is an active God, constantly working, constantly in motion, constantly involved in every aspect of this world, changing it for the better. And God calls us to partner with him in these mission efforts so that we can be in motion, so that we can be involved in the work of creating a greater good in this world. So that is why we do mission work. We engage in mission work because we are called to partner in this action that God began way back in the beginning of time with Adam and Eve. Now, does it actually have an effect on us? Does it have an effect on others? Well, I thought that you might like to hear that answer from real-life experiences. As you know, Unity just finished up their mission trip to the United Kingdom. This is a picture of the group that went. And so Naomi is going to share a little bit about her experience with you this morning. All right, Naomi, I know that we have been back for almost a week now. Um, it was a long mission trip over in England, but I really wanted to hear a little bit about your experience and what you love the most. So my experience there was um, definitely where I learned a lot and probably the most, like I loved everything that I had to see, but the most enjoyable was going to Oxford, um, enjoying the history of the schools and stuff and and to get to meet people from different countries, uh, be able to get to experience what it was to be, that what mission really was, that it is not just about going and helping people fix their homes or giving them um, ovens and stuff like that, things that we think we need to do. Mission is also about spreading the word and being able to share that, whatever their mission is, like evangelism and stuff, and whether that's, you know, the Christ, and, and that's not always acceptable in all countries. So. Yeah, and I think we had more of an opportunity to be in relationship with people. Yeah. Um, and just especially when we, when we were in Oxford to forge new relationships with people all around the world because there was PhD students from 50 or more countries that were there. And so we got to sit in dialogue with them and learn about their context and their ministry and, and their particular location. Um, and I know that you enjoyed that a lot, yes. too. Uh, yes, I did. My um, I, I enjoyed... Alfred was from Chile. He was probably one of the most charismatic people that we met. And I, I totally like fell in love with him right away. Um, and then there was this woman that I met from Nepal and, and stuff. And she was really such a very warm person, you know, it shared her scenario. Like this is kind of where that missions come in and learn that they're, they're wanting to learn and, and be able to spread certain news and then they also now have refugees that are held and, and there's fires where the churches are being um, put up on fire and stuff like that and that's making it really hard for them to be able to do that mission in a safe way 
Mm. Yeah, it was yeah. interesting because we oftentimes don't hear about that news yeah. on our news over here in the right. States. So, yeah, we learned a lot about specific things that are taking place in those countries. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so what do you think was the most impactful thing? So my most impactful thing was definitely sitting in prayer on the small groups of prayer. That's where I had the um, female, I can't remember her name, from Nepal. Um, a gentleman from Ethiopia. And then we had Chris, who was from Arizona. Um, and we all would kind of do like where you're throwing that one idea up and having prayer. And each individual could do their prayer in any way. There was no pressure. If you're not one that does anything out loud and you do things more silently, that was accepted. So that was really probably the most impactful because it was just a small group setting. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that we all had um, a lot of invaluable experiences. I think we all learned a lot. What is the one big takeaway that you learned on this trip? For me, the biggest is, is wow, like the stuff we learned that we take advantage of what we can do here in the free world, right? Um, and that's not always the way it is for everyone. So I think the most I learned is that to appreciate those that are really strong in their faith, that are willing to kind of put their lives on the line to share that word of what Jesus is and be able to bring that to them in their homes. But then we also have to learn that they can't necessarily do things like the interviews you and I are having. Um, they can't do that because of security reasons for their life. So mm -hmm. I think that's been probably the most impactful. All right. Well, thank you for sharing. While we were in the UK, we learned so much about England, the history, the context, the cultural differences. We learned so much about Tom and the school that he's working at, and we got to pour our praise and our affirmation into him to remind him that he's not laboring away in vain, that he's having a huge impact all around this world. And it was fascinating to learn firsthand from the PhD students that we got to meet. But I think one of the most important things that Naomi hits on here is that we got to really forge relationships with those individuals. We got to eat lunch with the PhD students and to sit and have conversation and hear about their struggles and their joys and their biggest accomplishments. Mission work is so important. It's not only important and makes an impact on the communities that we visit, but it has an impact on the people that you're interacting with. It helps your faith to come alive. It helps you to see God in a new way. It helps to inspire you and to rejuvenate you. And I'll share just one experience that I had while I was over there. Um, you know, in the weeks and months to come, you'll hear lots more about this mission trip. So it's hard to share all of the wonderful experiences in just one morning. But one of the most impactful experiences I had was when we went to visit a Presbyterian church in London. And I had just reached out to this church just by looking at their website and saying, hey, this would be really interesting to meet a Presbyterian minister over there and to learn about the ministry and the struggles of the ministry there. And so he agreed to meet with our group, and we actually got to meet with a handful of their congregation members. And so he gave us a great overview of the schisms that the Presbyterian Church has faced in the United Kingdom and the offshoots, the sub-denominations that have been formed. 
And then we got to um, chat with some of the parishioners there. This is actually a picture of that meeting. So the church that they were meeting in was being renovated, so you'll see a lot of scaffolding there. The pastor had brought his three-year-old son, so that was perfect for Hadley to engage with. Uh, but while we were meeting in this church, we went, went around the room and we introduced ourselves. And so we said our name and where we were from and just a little bit about our backgrounds. And as we went around the room, there was one gentleman who was about my age, and he said his name, and then he said he was from Roanoke, Virginia. Well, I am from Roanoke, Virginia. And so not only did we grow up in the same community, five miles apart from one another in the same time frame, but he lived directly across the street from my middle school. And so he was homeschooled, so we never met, but it was fascinating, mind-blowing to be over in London and to be able to talk about Roanoke, Virginia, our hometown. There was another couple in the church who was from Asheville, North Carolina. So that's a very close city to us, but it's also where I moved from when I came here to Denver. So it was just fascinating to meet these individuals on the other side of the world, to have these instant connections. And for me, this is what helps to make my faith come alive. It helps to inspire me and rejuvenate me as I see how vast and wide the kingdom of God is how the kingdom of God is always drawing us into community with other people, helping us to see how connected we are with our brethren all around the globe. Now, there are many other stories that I could share with you and instances where you could sense God, you could feel God's presence, but I wanted to share one other person's story with you. And so this is a video of Hadley. Hadley, what was your favorite part of the mission trip? Um, the Mr. Jim and Naomi and Dr. Tom. Hanging out with Mr. Jim and Naomi and Dr. Tom? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's not only the most adorable video, but she really does share a very important perspective. Hadley had a great time on this trip. She had no idea that she was worshiping in spaces where C.S. Lewis and Tolkien had worship. She had no idea that she was listening to voices of world-renowned choirs. She had no idea she was standing in some of the oldest churches in the world. What Hadley noticed and what she enjoyed the most were the people that she was with and the people that she met there. Hadley would wake up in the morning and she would say, where's Mr. Jim? Where's Mr. Jim? I want to see Naomi. And then when we would make our way downstairs for breakfast, she would be screaming, Mr. Jim, Naomi, across the, the breakfast hall. And if you all know Hadley, you know that's a big deal. Hadley is standoffish. She is a pandemic baby. She is fully reserved and has to observe the entire setting before she warms up to somebody. But this trip had a huge impact on her. And when we got back home, she was still asking for these individuals. What Hadley enjoyed the most and what she shares with us is that the importance of mission trips is the bond that it forms with those who you go on the trip with and those whom you're visiting over there. They help us to forge these deep connections and friendships with those who we get to share that experience with. This was a great trip for all of us. We learned so much, we saw so much, and we are forever changed by this trip. 
So does mission work have an effect on us? Does it have an effect on this world? Yes. Yes, it does. Mission trips help our faith to come alive. They inspire us. They rejuvenate us. They help us to step into another culture and another place and to experience life in those places. They help us to change and create a greater good in this world. And they not only have an impact on us and others in this world, but as we all engage in mission work, then we are participating in the work that God began in the beginning of time. Not every mission trip is going to look the same. The duration, the location, the type of mission trip we take, it'll change each time. But when we engage in mission work at any level, we are participating in the long, rich history that God began with Adam and Eve. We are participating in the action of making this world a better place, enriching lives, and deepening connections with all of God's people. Amen. If you would like more information about Unity Presbyterian Church, please visit our website at www.unitypres.org or visit us on Facebook. This is the Unity Presbyterian Church Podcast. Have a great week.